Are you tired of not knowing what to do with your fitness and nutrition? Do you struggle with the vast amount of information available? Well, let me welcome you to your one-stop shop for fitness and nutrition advice. Let's simplify the crazy with useful tips and tricks to help you achieve your goals. I am your host, Scott, and let's get started. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Scott Speaks Fitness. I think hashtag Scott Speaks is catching on a little bit. Um, I see more people using it. And by see more people, I mean myself and maybe one or two people. But the point is, that would mean there is momentum there. So feel free to uh, you know use the hashtag. I'm not sure what it would be for, but you could use it if you wanted to. So today, what we're going to talk about is... When you are doing some cardio, and by cardio, I mean things uh, that get your heart rate elevated other than weightlifting. So it can be things like jumping jacks or, you know, burpees or mountain climbers or cardio as like running or elliptical or stairmaster or bike or rower. Okay, either way, so something along those lines, get your heart rate going. Well, a question was reached out, uh, not to me specifically, but I was there. I was kind of around. Again, now these aren't always to me. I'm always around other expert-minded people who are in the field. And one of the questions was, how do I know what my heart rate should be at? Ooh, good, good question. Big fan of this question. And let's just dive into it real quickly, make it as super simple as possible. Okay. So part one is understanding, okay, well, you know, how do you basically, what is your heart rate, right? You know, obviously it's how fast your heart beats per minute. Okay, great. So first thing to know is that there is an inverse relationship uh, between how high your heart rate can go and how old you are. So the older you become, the less high your heart rate should be when you are working out. Okay. There's just a direct relationship to that. Uh, And so older you get less heart rate. Now, how do you figure out what your maximum heart rate can be. And I say maximum because this is what we usually go off of when we were determining something, right? So if you're determining what you should be at, you need a a place to start, right? You need a place to start at. So what you do, and there's a formula out there. I'm not entirely sure where the formula came from. Again, it's one of those situations where every expert in the world, every doc, everyone uses this. Uh, There's no evidence against it. You know, sometimes two plus two equals four. Why? It just, it's math. It does. It just happens. And sometimes you don't really need to know how the clock works to, to know that it does work. Okay. You know, so anyway, it's one of those, uh, it is what it is. Super simple formula. I'm not using the advanced formula here so that you can do this in your head, do this on your own and don't have to worry about it. There are more advanced formulas, but this is one of the one I will use just to get you started. Okay. Just to get you started. So heart rate max is the number 220, so 220, 220 minus your current age, okay? So for example, let's take 220 and let's say you are, I don't know, we'll call you 30 years old, okay? So what you do is you'll take 220 minus 30, I have my calculator out, so if I veering off here, I'm just doing the math, that is 190, right? So 220 minus your age is Whatever you're, whatever you're at, okay? So obviously you have a different number. Uh, just use 30 as an example. So 220 minus 30 is 190, okay? So now you have your threshold. Now, can your heart rate go above 190? Yeah, it can happen, 100%. It can happen. I've done it like above my maximum heart rate. It can happen. But the purpose of this number is to give you a base understanding of where your heart rate should generally be uh, when you're doing certain things. Now, you have to understand that there are five. So that was part one, okay? You did super easy, right? Super easy. Now, there is part two. And part two is that there are five heart rate zones. 
that you can be in. And they, they, they're, it's not black and white. They're pretty gray. Okay, like you, you can overlap and do certain things. And again, this isn't like the law, but this is a general idea of what you should be looking for. So at 50, no, it's basically anything below 50%, we kind of just chalk up to it is what it is. You have 50% uh, to 60%, which is kind of like a maintenance and warm up phase. Okay, you're just warming up, getting the heart rate moving a little bit. Uh, then you have 60 to 70%, which is more of a fat burning zone. Now, I don't say this that like, I don't say, uh, you know, oh, do this to burn fat. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that this is what's considered a fat oxidizing zone. Okay. And I can explain that. And I've explained this a hundred times in different podcasts. So maybe go back and kind of listen to a handful of them. But basically what that means is that when you work out the, the percentage of calories burned in this zone comes more from fat than from glucose, which is glucose is basically carbs. Okay. Just for the sake of talking about it. Um, and why that's relevant, I can talk about maybe in another podcast. So then 70 to 80% is aerobic cardio. So like endurance training. Okay. So something you would think of you, you do for a decent amount of time. Okay. You can keep it up for a long time. Anaerobic is 80 to 90%, which is more of like the hardcore training that you would think of just, just much more difficult. And then 90 to hundred percent is kind of like max effort training. You're go, like, I'm talking like hardcore. I wouldn't say Tabata, but like sprinting would be like a hardcore VO2 max kind of training. Anaerobic is more of that Tabata high intensity training. Uh, aerobic would be more of, you know, jogging on a treadmill or doing something for 30 minutes, like 20 minutes, like that you can just do over and over again. And then obviously, you know, uh, the 60, 70%, the weight control is it's generally pretty easy. Your heart rate's up a little bit, but you're not, you know, you can have a full conversation when you're in that zone. So, um, Okay, so there you go. These all those are the five zones. Now, people ask all the time, okay, Scott, well, what do I do? What what zone should I be training in? Well, that's a tough answer, okay? And I hate to be like, oh, well, it depends. Well, it does depend. It, it, it does depend what you're going for. I would say the vast majority of us, okay, if we're just trying to get in shape, okay, for various reasons, one, lose weight, two, burn calories, three, heart health, like getting a healthier body, healthier heart, we want to be training in the 70 to 80% range, which is the uh, aerobic uh, endurance training, you know, endurance training, aerobic, which means your heart rate, you know, is can be between anywhere, but basically, um, you, what you'll do for this, okay, is take your max heart rate. So we know our max heart rate. So 220 minus my age is 190, okay? Keep that in mind. So what I'm going to do is take the 190, okay? And it says 70 to 80%. I'm going to multiply it by 70%, okay? That gets me to 133, all right? 133, and then I'm also going to do it by what? By 80%, okay? Times 8%, 80%, and that's 152. So to be in this zone... I want to work out my heart rate should be between 133 and like 152-ish. Does that make sense? Right? That That's the zone. And you train within that zone. You should be able to last for a decent amount of time. And this is an, an aerobic exercise. So, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes, like you should be able to last. Now, again, as you go longer in these zones, it becomes you know, your body doesn't have as much energy. It starts to slow down and your heart rate starts to go up because it becomes harder for you because it's hard to keep it up. And that's how you get better at endurance training. So that's the zone I recommend. So when you're on an elliptical treadmill, uh, bike, Stairmaster, they have, most of them have like the handheld sensors. 
Again, they're not 100% accurate, but or or you have an Apple Watch, okay, that it's a little I, I'm not a huge fan of the watches, but like they can give you a general heart rate. You can look at that and see where you're at. If you're like struggling to keep up and you're and you're out of breath, odds are you're not in the zone you want to be in if you're planning on going for a very long time. So, for example, at this heart rate, let's say I want to go for 30 minutes and I start going in 10 minutes in, I notice my heart rate is at like 160 and I'm very tired and I'm only 10 minutes in of my 30 minutes. Well, if I'm trying to last longer and I'm trying to stay in this certain zone, I know I need to either, you know, I need to make it easier somehow, whether I just need to slow it down maybe a little bit or decrease the intensity some way, shape or form. That's how I would use heart rate training. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with going to a higher heart rate. And in fact, if you're untrained, you're more likely to have a higher heart rate when you start, even if it doesn't like feel like it because you're untrained. So untrained people tend to have higher heart rates than what the chart quote unquote says. Uh, when I, you know, when I start working out again, I can pretty much be at 85%. Okay. And I can still do that for a pretty long time. So I think that that was just an untrained period or I have clients that can do it at 85% and they're not totally maxed out. It's just that they have a deconditioned aerobic um, capacity or in training. And so they can do that a little bit longer than expected, which is totally okay. Now, when you're in like a boot camp class or when you're in like a high intensity interval and like an orange theory type of deal, like most of the time they're going to have you go high and low. And that's the purpose of like Tabata training or HIT training, high intensity interval training is they want your heart rate to get into that 90% range right around that 90, like 87 to 93% range, give or take. They want you to really work hard, get it really high for like 20, 30 seconds, not even. And then you get a little bit of a rest to get your heart rate lower and so you kind of do this up and down, up and down, up and down versus like just aerobic. So aerobic tends to be kind of this steady state cardio versus the interval training, which tends to be, you know, going to a high level and then going down to a low level, then high level, then low level, then high level. Then so over and over again, those are the differences in training. Is one better than the other? Not necessarily. No, I think that all, all of it's very valuable. I think all of it's needed because we have three different um, metabolic systems in our body. And this is a little deep. I'm going to get into a little bit here. One is something called your ATP PC, which is just, again, just, those are five letters, right? What that stands for basically is 20 seconds of like max energy, like sprinters. They And that's like the 90 to 100%. So when you get to the VO2 max, the maximum effort, 90 plus percent, you really only should be able to hold that for like 20 seconds because it's super tough to do. Like at full on max out, like that's why sprinters at 100, 200 meters are crazy. Like they just deplete all their energy in that phase. Then the next phase down is that, you know, that 80% to 90%, that anaerobic phase, that hardcore training where you have basically up to like two minutes of work before like you're like dead tired. Okay. You have about two minutes of work, give or take. So more along the lines of like the 400, 800 meter kind of running and more probably closer to like the 400, but uh, just to give you the running example. So that, that would be anaerobic, uh, i.e. anaerobic stands for no oxygen. So you have about two minutes of where you can really pump yourself. And then after two minutes, it becomes the aerobic, the oxidative phase to where you need oxygen to provide energy. But before that, the other two phases, you have this natural energy in your body used from you know, carbs and all this other stuff to give you the energy. All three of those systems 
work off each other. So you want to work all those systems. So if you only ever do, let's just say you jog on a treadmill, that's all you ever do. That's good. But there's other ways. Like you, maybe you should take a boot camp class. Maybe you should do some HIIT training because there that is a different energy system and will make you healthier if you work out. I did this recently with a client of mine where we always, like we'll do like jumping jacks and like lighter end HIIT training, but his heart rate never really got too high. I had him do sprints on a bike recently and his heart rate jumped and he was just so not used to it and not trained for it. And I'm like, we need to start doing this more because this will make you healthier overall. It's just a different style of training. So there you have it. Um, you know, basically that's it for you. So I would recommend most people at least start in the 60 to 80% range of your heart rate. All you do is just, you know, times up by, you know, whatever, whatever your heart rate is. And then obviously multiply it by the percentage point that you're looking for and try and stay within a, you know, a handful of points of it. If you can't stay within it, no big deal. Don't, don't obsess over it, but it, it is important to kind of know where you're going to be at, whether it's a heart rate monitor that you're wearing a watch or using the sensors. I use the sensors, not when I'm running. I use kind of how I feel when I run, when I'm, when I'm doing that, cause I don't have the heart rate. I don't use a watch indoors, outdoors. I'll use a watch, but that, that, that's about it. So you know, and then, then people are going to ask me, Scott, what about the, the fat burning zone that you mentioned? Uh, really, uh, uh, as simply as I can put it, there's two ways to burn calories. One is through fat. One is through carbs. In the fat burning zone, your fat will become your energy, which means you burn a percentage wise, you burn more fat uh, than carbs in that specific instance. The issue with training in that zone is that overall you're burning less calories. So even though a higher percentage of your calories is from fat, you're still burning a lower percentage of calories and with that lower amount of fat. That's really the issue. So if you want to lose weight, you want to stick to 70 to 80% or even 85% to really um to really, you know, lose weight because the more the harder the work is, the more calories you burn, the more calories you burn, the more fat you're going to lose. Okay. So just to give you a basis of kind of why you don't want to train in the 60 to 70% range. Now, I'm not saying you can't, if you have health problems or you're just getting started, go for it. But long-term that 70 to 80% range is a very good range to be in. And as your heart gets better and better, you'll realize, wow, I, I can run the mile in nine minutes and my heart rate's way, it's at one, you know, it's at 125 now versus 140. I need to step up my timing because I need to get my heart rate back up. Because as you get more conditioned, you get better and better at running, okay? Or better and better at exercise, okay? So that is the message for today. Hope you, hopefully you were able to follow it. If not, just re-listen to it, okay? Again, I'm like half speed. I know I go really fast. So I'm like half speed, listen to it, maybe a quarter speed so, so you get all the all the details. Otherwise, do not forget to give the show a like, a review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitch, wherever you may listen to it. Also, there is more amazing content on the website, scottspeaksfitness.com, under the documents tab, where I'm going to be posting more documents as time goes on for all of you to get for free. Otherwise, have a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>